Hello everyone and welcome to Not So Secular, the place where we talk about how the world we live in is not as secular as we often think. We just choose to see it that way. My name is Mon Reyes, I am a youth missionary here in the Philippines and I will be your host here today. On this episode of the podcast, we'll explore a bit about what it means. What does it look like to serve God outside of the context of church and ministry? All that and more coming right up. For this episode, right, this is a special episode. This is the first time that we're having a guest over. And I invited someone, someone that I know personally. And I'm sure, I'm sure uh, this is going to be packed. This is going to be full. And I'm excited for what's ahead. And so for today, I invited someone. He is a feast builder. If you don't know what a feast builder is, you'll know in a while. <laughs> so don't worry. And uh, he is a feast builder. He is a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. He is a podcast host as well. And um, I'm excited to hear from him. I'm excited to hear from him. And so let's welcome here on the podcast, J. Paul Hernandez. Hey, 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 Mon. Thanks for having me to um, hear the Not So Secular podcast. It's such a joy to be here. And I remember you're my second guest so on my podcast when I started last year, and thanks, Mon, just for just being so game. And I'm it's just an honor to be here. I'm so proud of you. And congratulations yeah. to being a married man. Happy oh, for yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you listeners, if, if you didn't know yet, I got married three months ago, January. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Now it feels like it's the start of a new season. It's the start of a new stage. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. And so, yeah, why don't we start there, Kuya J. Paul? Um, for the listeners who may not know about you yet, why don't you introduce yourself in a more uh, detailed manner? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Mon. Mon and I met a few years ago through ministry. So I, I, I'm Catholic. We're, we're both Catholics and we serve God in our mission. I just so happen to have my current um, mission is to be a feast builder. It's, it's, uh, it's really like it's like you're the shepherd of a community. So I, I oversee Green Hills area for the feast. So the feast is a community founded by Brother Bo. So we're, we're it's mm. led by lay leaders. Uh, so the lay leaders are also in charge of preaching. So so you so there. Um, yeah, and and because in our community where Mon and I belong to, we're not really employed a hundred percent. We have to figure out how to earn a living while serving uh, full time as well. So it's really fun. Um, Sometimes I, b- before I became an entrepreneur, I really like just wished, Lord, um, can I just be a full time servant? Because it's just more fun, and it's um, not just easier, but at least focus really allows you to grow in it. But um, through the years, I've seen the wisdom on why we're called bivocational missionaries. We, mm. we it's like we really figure out how to wait, earn outside of ministry and it just gives us a different perspective number one because we're not ordained priests so we are just like for some reason the community we belong to just grew uh, exponentially yeah. and we have we are leading a lot of people that and most of the time we don't know what we're doing so so it really gives you perspective and maturity and and, and compassion for 
for those who are um, unchurched and not yet really fully giving their life to Jesus. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned a, a big word there. Uh, that word is uh, bivocational, right? We are bivocational. And um, I guess just to give a better idea, a better picture, um, is that the, the feast is a Catholic community, right? And the, the builders, is it safe to say that the builders are kind of like the pastors in a yes, certain in a group? We, we have a pastoral duty. We just yeah. basically don't have sacramental uh, responsibility, but we have pastoral duty to the people. Uh-uh. We're not we're not priests, right? But like you, for example, you you preach at your feast, and uh, you're in charge of the discipleship. You're in charge of uh, making sure that the different teams, the different ministries are running, and so yeah, uh, yeah. so that's that's your side as a feast builder, right? But what about as a as a businessman, as an entrepreneur? Um, what are the things that you're involved in on the other side of the bivocational, the bivocational um, landscape? I, I guess it's really uh, the easiest thing that I can connect it is it's incarnation. It's mm. the word becomes flesh. It's not just now a theory or a Sunday thing or when I have to wear a hat of being a, a lay preacher or, or a shepherd or a past, past Catholic uh, lay preacher. It's more of really, um, okay, serving my customers well and honestly and then being Jesus to the employees I lead and and to the people I work with. And it really is a test of, of being really as Catholic as possible or as Jesus as possible to this world. Um, yeah. Right. right. So what, I mean, could, could you share about what particular uh, maybe industry you're involved in or like yeah. in the business yeah. world? Yeah. Well, what do you yeah. do? So I started with giving talks in companies. That's how I started um, my business life. Mm. Somehow, corporate. I some, uh, yeah, corporate speaking. A company trusted me for a program, a coaching program, speaking, uh, just a maturity program for their millennial leaders, and and I helped them focus and just you know just a peer leader, peer coach, etc. And and then you know, the clients came in. The just clients kept on inviting me, and that's like, wow, this is this is legit. And like, um, on a, on the career side, I wanted to like figure out, Lord, I want to give my life to you. And I just really had that at that time that if you're gonna give your life to God, you're not gonna be poor. And there's nothing wrong with like not being rich. But mm. there is abundance. I wanted to be the giver. I wanted to be the generous guy in the ministry. And somehow, and that entailed that I had to start my own business. And um, I love serving people. And I'm kind of not that, in a sense, competitive. Na parang to grow or to succeed, you have to bring down a certain you have to defeat another company. I'm, I'm not really like mm. that person. So I wanted to look for an industry where I can serve and, and work with other people. And that's where the logistics business came in because in logistics or deliveries, supply chain, you have to work with your competitors mm. and you can be quiet. And just like the win is to make your 
customer successful. Help them with the back-end stuff. And that's how you win. And it's just so fun. Um, the biggest challenge to me is still being honest and being um, good in my integrity as I do business and ministry at the same time. Yeah, that's true. No? I think that's something that most people, well, you know, most people, I think, I think that's something that people don't often think about or don't often maybe realize that the people who serve a church, even the priests, even even the, the those who are working the admin side and all of that, they also have a life. And <laughs> you kind of need to provide for yourself, provide for your family yeah. if you have a family, support, I mean, if, if, if uh, support your parents or, uh, I mean, yeah. you have all of these needs. And that... You know, even priests, even priests. But the difference is, I mean, if you're a priest belonging to a certain congregation, the congregation kind of takes care of you, right? But in our case, since we are lay um, preachers, lay lay missionaries, um, yeah, we don't we don't really have that. And I guess I guess that's yeah. that's why we're, we're called into this bivocational thing. I guess that's one side of it. Um, so builder, builder, and businessman pastor figure and entrepreneur how does that work <laughs> how, how do those two things work together in your experience in your perspective because here's the thing when it comes to church organizations um, or even you know personal spirituality money can be a very touchy subject money yeah. can be it, it can be scandalous say if if money was misused it, it's like it's one of those things that when you talk about in the context of church it can be very tricky because it's something that can be abused and has been abused and in, in other situations right so how does that fit in for you that you are both a pastoral leader a, a feast builder but you are also a businessman as well it's fun. The stress is really high. <laughs> um, there was a time uh, a few years ago, I think that was 2017, January 2017. It was the first month of me being married. So mar got married December 2016, 2017, January. It was the decision we had to do. We had to close down one feast I was leading because it was in terrible debt. We, I mean, Debt within, so like I was borrowing money from uh, the feast, mm. uh, the feast that I was belonging to, the general, the bigger, yeah. the parang our mothership to run the gatherings. So it's like the operational to run the gatherings, operational yeah, expenses. Yeah. So like, yeah, so it's like this is very unsteward like if I cannot make this work, in a sense. And so I had to let go. It was really painful. But also at that moment, I realized as the leader of the ministry, I have to be blameless. Of course, I'll never be perfect, but I had to take care of my um, non-pastoral duty clearly, which is the back end of my life, my personal finances, my health, mm. my, my family relationships. I had to take care of all of these things. So also, I am situated in Green Hills and so for, for the non-Filipino listeners, uh, these the Green Hills can be quite a very diverse area, pero merong may mga taong mayaman. Right. So like I just had the reflection, Lord, how can these people trust me as their shepherd 
if I myself can't feed my family, if like these people are rich, like I don't have to compete with their richness, but I have to know in myself that I am responsible for my family. Mm. So I that's where I really like got hungry in taking care of my own business so that it can be good stewardship. Dung ko talaga para Lord sige aalagaan ko to because yun nga I I always want to be the generous person and there were many times in ministry that um people that I led had struggles and all I can do was payakap mm. um, I'll pray for you and that's all in good that's all wonderful But what if I could have given more? And that was really the pain that I just wanted to be generous and, and I wanted to give more. And, and that's where the hunger to be a provider really started. Right. That, 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 I, don't, I just knew in, that I had the ability to generate wealth for God's purpose. Mm. That my wife and I really agreed that yes, we're gonna do a business, we're gonna save, but we're really gonna be really generous. I mean, our our lifestyle from the day we got married or when we were boyfriend and girlfriend is actually getting simpler by the day. Uh, I remember when we were boyfriend and girlfriend, we were more a little bit more lavish. Ngayon, the more we're, the more we are having opportunities. And and business and and ministry. The more we know that the business belongs to God and the chairman of the business is God, that everything belongs to the mission. It's all for God's mission or the mission that I do to serve God's bigger purpose. Right, right. All right. So um, what I what I hear you saying is correct me if I'm wrong, huh? but uh, yeah. on the one hand, on the one hand. Um, Part of it is being a good example that you're able to provide for your own family, um, especially since lay people are also attending this gathering. And a lot of the things that we talk about at the feast are practical. A lot of the things that we talked about at the feast yeah. are about, you know, it also concerns giving and it also concerns um, um, taking care of your relationships. So one side of you also being a business person, aside from being a builder, is for you to be a good example that you are fulfilling your duties not just as a builder but also as a husband and now as a dad yeah. right um, on the other hand there's also this side of you can really give more if you have more <laughs> i don't know how to put it but yeah i mean yeah it's also practical yeah that's true yeah that's true and it also gave us an opportunity uh in ministry to disciple people sorry in business to disciple people mm-hmm. so we actually so in the feast meron tayo dibang um didake the daily readings and there's a tagalog version gabay so we would give these to our employees and gotta kind of semi pressure them to read god's word but of course if they don't no worries and we always start with the prayer mm-hmm. we always invite encourage people hey when so whenever there's a meeting guys uh, i would come out i came out to the team like let's say 10 times last year said so guys we have a problem let's let's pray for this and if they they know that the leader of the company is leading the employees to prayer of course they know I, i'm not perfect pero whether they stay with me or not the the jesus has been planted to the employee and hopefully you know that that seed that you plant in in someone's heart 
that that will grow someday and and he will follow Jesus completely totally and fully in in God's time right which is another side to it right that you are immersed with the people that on your downtime as a as a as a builder as a servant um yeah you're you're involved in real life stuff <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes like uh there are really legit counseling because of course it's um some employees are not middle class uh, a little bit coming from the the lower social strata or econo, econ social economy mm. class of the philippines so you really i i've had um i've had better understanding now of why the poor somehow behave like this or that and it has in, increased my compassion mm. I think that's what changed in my heart, and you're immersed. now I realized, yes, that's tr- that's right. I'm immersed. I I know their stories. Because andaling sabihin natamad kasi ng mahirap, ganito again. But then you see their stories that, that it's the environment, the environment of gambling or abuse or whatever. Nakaya pala mahirap sila. Mm. Okay, so how can you help them get out of that? And I remember just a few. Brother Bo is very um committed to this, like. Because if you really study God's word, poverty is something that we should not tolerate, and it has given me a little bit more anger, um, parang rightful anger mm. towards poverty, because I feel that um, so many social issues that can be healed. Without power, pagka na abolish yung poverty, it's in our Catholic social teaching. Na like, you know, why are why are parents abusing their kid, their spouses, or or their kids because of pressure, because mahirap, and and yung or why are there drugs because mahirap? I mean, that's not the only case. But if somebody is in poverty, must may bigger chance of of, of bad things happening. So mm. if we can really figure out ways to uh, to help that. Then there will be less people in sin. Yes, I know I might I'll never be like um Henry C because my life is still about ministry. Parang secondary yung business. Mm. But I know I can encourage other people to be better leaders to in their company or in the comp- the business or corporation that they're employed with to just be a good example that hey. Being a compassionate leader, uh, a leader like Jesus, is possible. I think that's why I really wake up and work every day. Right, right. It's very interesting what you mentioned about um, the relationship between people being in poverty and all of these other issues like abuse and addiction, and um, and I, I can I can see, I can see that that could be the case. Um, but do you also do you think that it could also be true the other way around that um, you know that people in poverty are more prone say to fall into those things but would you say that it's also true that people who are into those things are also more prone to be in poverty does that make sense I can't give you a full answer just because of course yeah, there are yeah. addicts na mayaman. It's very nuanced. I mean, I mean it's not a simple matter. Yeah, ang hirap niya sag- sagutin, di ba? Pero, 
like like tayo tayong middle class it's so hard for us to for like for example um leaving our traditional corporate uh plan mm. to live this kind of life because we're so comfortable with the working um economic Uh, process of people study get a job retire study get a job mm. retire so parang getting out of it and then following your dreams or or following god is so yung nga nuance and so crazy for a lot of people so um i think a lot of us yes we are capable of tremendous change mm. but for a lot of people who do not have that helping hand that helping environment right. um they're more susceptible to lost opportunities and, mm. and 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 vices i think i mean like the biggest issue of the world is fatherlessness yeah yeah a lot of sin it's caused by fatherlessness bakit kasi like for example i'm surprised nga na like just in america ang pinakamahirap pa rin are the african americans or the blacks even poorer than Asians. Talagang what? And then, may correlation na talaga na pag African-American ka, poverty is high and then fatherlessness. So parang alam mo yung, yung, yung it, you know it's sin eh. Hindi mo lang ma-ex... Guys, if you just knew, you, you just know, you just need Jesus. And, and alam mo yan, pag eh, gusto mo lang, when, you're, when I'm just reading stats and economics, etc. Like, dude, only answer is Jesus. And, and yung ganyan. So, so it's really just for me um charity right. is oh there there is um a calamity we we help out that's true but god's justice is abolishing whatever needs to be abolished and that's where i want to be i want to be i don't know i guess i'm just like wired this way to be proactive yeah yeah which is but, great um, i mean we need more people I, who are like that <laughs> I might not be like Brother Bo or whoever crazy visionary guy, but I just know that I have to do my part in in practicing the gospel mm. on earth and not just yeah. a theory that we read in the Bible. Yeah. Incarnated, as as you said. Yes. Uh, yep. I really like that. Um, I think that also hits the 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 sweet spot in between, right? The, the, the things that we believe in. Because um, it's true, eh? it, it's true that I, I like what you said about extending a helping hand, that some people, what they need is a helping hand. Um, maybe because the odds are stacked too much in their favor, maybe because there are all these things, all these circumstances, maybe they're in a situation that maybe they didn't even have a say in, they, they, they couldn't control. Maybe they were born into that kind of set up and it could be it can be yeah. difficult to to get out of poverty or um any sort of any sort of trap that that looks like that so on one hand we have charity i really like that you you brought up you brought up that idea that word charity it's very beautiful because on one hand that's true we have charity on 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 this side on the other side we also have our personal duties right our, our personal responsibilities and It's not gonna work if there's not if if there's one missing, <laughs> um, or maybe it could yeah, for some people, yeah. but it depends. Right? Um, like, I, I about what you said about abolishing what needs to be abolished. 
Um, so that when people are ready to take responsibility, so that when people are ready to do something about it, they actually can, or they actually have a way to do it. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. that's that's really that's really beautiful. Um, but okay, I think that also brings us to one of the things that I've been observing. I want to know your thoughts about this. One of the things that I've been observing um, from what people usually say or post online. It seems like there is this, uh, how would you describe it? It seems like for a lot of people nowadays, it's so easy for them to be skeptical of success. It, it's so easy for them to be... I think it's our generation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so easy for, for them to be, uh, I'm looking for the word, eh? skeptical. Um, how would you put it? Critical. It, it's so easy for them to be critical of people who succeed. And you hear these words tossed around like, uh, you know, the, the evils of capitalism or uh, <laughs> or uh, privilege. That's one word that's thrown around a lot. That na parang The only reason why people get ahead in life is because they were privileged. Don't tell me that, don't tell me that I can do it because you could do it because we're not in the same place, right? You have certain privilege. I don't. You, you see all of these, all of these posts that we're, we're not coming from the same place. Um, Oh, oh, what are your thoughts about about those kinds of things? About the young people, say, I, like you mentioned, that it's in our culture, right? About it's mostly yeah. young people who who talk about these things. They're they're skeptical about, um, yeah, about success. Yeah, I, I guess I I I'd rather move to a place of like living your best life, the life that God meant for you more than just that generic word success. But of course, I talk about success a lot social media-wise because that's yeah, what yeah. people understand. But then you contextualize it. Because when we're talking, when we're talking, we're talking about that. But um, I'll tell you a story that really bummed, like I bummed, or just, sorry, not the word bummed, but really like made me reflect tremendously. So I before COVID, parang for two years I would go to the gym at 6 a.m. Um, we do CrossFit, ganyan. So by seven, seven fifteen, um, ano kana um cool down, and then the the habit that we do is we would go to like the street sa gym. So lalabas ka parang like ten steps. Meron dumadaang um. Coconut man. Mag- nagbebenta ng buko. <laughs> Mambuboko. So you, you dr- <laughs> mambuboko. You, you drink buko for uh, for protein, for electrolytes. Right, right. So it's healthy. Especially because we burn so much calories. And and I don't know, because I, I am usually like, hindi ako sometimes makwento unless like you're asked. I'm asked to be in this podcast na kwento. So I, I I would ask the mambuboko and I would ask him ano yung kwento niya sa buhay like so I've been doing it for 2 years so two years I'm nagkwentuhan so while so so like for 15 10 minutes siya nag nag nagtatalo and then would give me buko so 10 minutes in 2 years like medyo marami na siyang nakwento sa akin guys so and and you know he would wake up at 3 a.m to get his supply, ilo-load sa kariton niya, then prepare all the stuff, and then 
So from like 6am maglalakad siya sa buong Mandaluyong area and then go home at about 10, 11am then then uh, yung dinatira gagawa nila ng paraan para mabenta ito another product na coconut based and then sleep um, about 6-7pm to wake up at 3 or 2am again and I was like dude that guy works hard yeah and he's already 50s he works more hours than me but he doesn't have the privilege of success mm. of of our opportunities because mm. he doesn't have our network so really um it has been researched na talagang laziness is not the cause of poverty yeah. sometimes it's honestly not the soul not cause. knowing it's possible yes yes hindi lang dahil tamad mahirap mm. in in tagalog So I ang hirap niyang sagutin ng black and white but I guess it's really yung it's it's really where I love the word community that that's why community is so important. Yes, we belong to a Catholic community but yung yung what the early church designed community to be mm. tulungan yeah. we we help each other have a better life we yeah. share what Fellowship. we have we share Koinonia. our resources yes yun yun talaga eh. it's the only thing that will help people get out of whatever they're stuck with mm. it can be addiction porn addiction drug addiction um, poverty so whatever social issue Really, community is one of the best ways um, to get out of that hole. Yes, of course, there are outliers there na talagang walang mentor, walang tumulong nag-succeed. That's an outlier. Pero if you really think about it, study history, study patterns, yun talaga eh. Community fellowship is um, that no one gets left behind. It's the best way to make this world a better place. Right. Yeah, that's true. Ika, what's your what are your thoughts about that? I mean, Ika, I don't oh, know. I'm just asking. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> um yeah, I think that's right. Eh? It's not always easy to to identify um why someone is poor or why someone is is in poverty. It's not an easy thing to talk about. There's always different factors, and that's the thing. We're we're different people. We go through different stuff. That's true. Um, we also have different privileges, um, and different levels of it. I agree that, you know, um, failure is not just cost, is not cost only by being lazy. I think there are other factors as well. Um, but I I do think that if you're lazy. You're more likely to fail. <laughs> I mean, I, I just want to make yeah. that distinction. Um, yeah. So it has to be, it has to be both, right? There's a personal aspect to it. There's a community yeah. aspect to it, and I think um, a part of it is something that you were talking about a while ago as well, which is justice about clearing the way. Um, and there's this idea in in scripture, say that justice is our our, the, our idea of justice. Nowadays, is 
um, retributive, right? You do me wrong, I sue you. <laughs> you do me wrong, you have to pay, you have to be jailed. What what's the what's what are the consequences when you when you when you do wrong? Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, when when the Bible speaks of justice, there's also this side of um, of justice that is restorative. Um, that that is more, as you said, mm, uh, exactly what you said, proactive. That it doesn't just correct the wrongs; it actually goes out to try to set more things right, <laughs> and uh, to to try to. Yeah. And I think, I think, the business side, the career side, say like in our case, being bivocational, I think that plays a role in that as well. Um, because on the on the personal side, what do you want to do is we, we do this, right? We, we share, we have podcasts, we preach, we, we have the platform to talk about these things because we want to encourage people on the personal level. We want to draw them um, out and to, to take responsibility, to so on and so forth, right? Um, but on the other hand, it, I think it's also good that we're entering into the business world. We're entering into the corporate world because the thing about the business world, the thing about um, capitalism, if it's not abused, is that the way it works is if you give people value. Yeah. Like you're not going to buy from a business that gives you bad products. You're going to buy from a business that keeps on giving you what you need, preferably when you need it. That's why, you know, circumstances, given the circumstances we're in, um, in the middle of the pandemic, you know, Lazada has grown so much. Grab Food has grown so much. Not because they were, they're trying to be tyrannical or not because they're trying to be um, this big boss on the high chair trying to, trying to do things their own way. It's more because we... We buy their goods, we buy their products and their services because it's something that we can use right now. Um, I, I get it. It's it's difficult to imagine that when you're speaking about the big corporations. And uh, yes, big corporations are more prone to abuse. Um, but if you look at it from the local level, that's why I'm a big fan of uh, local businesses. I like it when uh, you know I buy from the bakery downstairs. I buy from the Cyrus Cyrus store across yeah. the street. Um, I prefer yeah, that yeah, yeah. over buying from the supermarket. Although there are still some stuff that the supermarket get, does better for me. Um, I like that because because the way they earn, yes, they earn money from it, but the way they do that is by giving people some sort of value. Um, and I think yeah. that's the interplay. I, I think I also... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think just while while you were saying something, while you were making cuento, it made me reflect then. Eh, na I guess it's not I guess it's also we're a product of our situation. Mm. Meaning, because um, we I know you also listen to foreign preachers, pastors, etc. And I think here in the Philippines, because we're a third world country, that business and economic stuff is a very big um has a big role because people are literally hungry, not just oh, yeah, spiritually yeah. hungry. Because I, I I mean, just speaking. Just when I, I when I talk to feasters abroad, like those in the US, and I'm like, natalagang tagadon, or 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 just listening to um the pastors that we listen to, or the priests that we listen to in America, talagang ibang iba yung social issue na na they're attacking. It's it's usually apathy, mm. um, into, uh, tolerance, and all of these things, and 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 that's as that's a legit issue too. Kasi parang parang si Saint Paul, ba? Like he when when he was always just talking about God's love, but he wrote uh, 
to the to the Ephesians, to Ephesus, the church of Ephesus differently from the church in Corinth, mm-hmm. to, to 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 the church in Rome. Because in Rome, talaga nakaagulo na. So you you there is one gospel, but you find relevance. Parang para ba? You align the relevance of the gospel. The gospel, sorry, the gospel and the, the parang the kung ano yung social issue ng lugar na yon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I think the gospel is so rich. <laughs> it just doesn't run out. It can speak to you wherever you are, whether you're on the high end or whether whether you're on the low end of society. Um, yeah, I completely agree with that. And like, it's it's much more difficult to worry, say, about um, yeah, it's it's much more difficult to worry about other issues, um, if you're worried about your next meal. I mean, some people can't even afford to think yeah. about that because they don't have the free time for it they don't have the the energy for it anymore and that's 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 a huge thing um that we're going through here in the philippines which is why for me personally i also i also understand better now i also appreciate better now again you you mentioned a while ago see brother bo brother bo's um efforts the way he's been approaching things why the feast talks are if, if you don't know brother bo um he, he he's the founder of the feast basically <laughs> and uh and, and the way he 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 does his ministry with with that balance of evangelization and reaching out to people while at the same time charity um all of these mercy ministries that are helping out different kinds of people who are underprivileged or maybe um oppressed even um, in society, I, I love the balance of that, and about how he always talks about he wants good people to be rich, because when good people are rich, they're able to help. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, I love it too. Mm. And so, man, there's there's so much there, <laughs> and uh, there's so <laughs> much there. Well, why don't we zoom in into one of those things that we that we mentioned a while ago, which is uh, which is privilege, right? Privilege, privilege. I think mm. in social media and in, in, in conversations, privilege is often demonized as if it's a bad thing. That um, people say it as if it's a bad thing. Privilege, kase. I mean, people people say it as if as if. Um, yeah, it's derogatory or as if you don't have the right to speak about that or in that way, whatever you're speaking about because you are privileged, right? Um, do you have any thoughts about that idea? What are your personal, what is your personal perspective about it? Uh, somebody, I heard a friend, somebody said about me that the only reason I am blessed is because I have privilege. Mm. <laughs> what? Ah. That's heavy. That's, yeah, that's uh, like, that's a big, ah, big yung parents niya, hindi naman mahirap. Yeah, yeah, but dude, um, my parents did give me an inheritance. They gave me education mm. and, you know, my comforts. But what that time when I decided to really pursue, you know, ministry, I didn't know I'll be a preacher, but I just knew I had a big vision in my life that all I wanted to do for the rest of my life is serve God. It may may feast, parang ganon. So, right. Uh, sakto lang. And nakainis. Well, 
naawa ako sa ganun tao. Because they're so much into that world of comparison na walang space yung heart nila to be generous. And I'm sure, like for example, Mon, we have friends here in the feast na comfortable. Hindi mm. mo tayo naingit. Yeah. Because we have our own thing and they have their own thing and not kasi some, sometimes I think we're, we're so in love with comparing ourselves to other people. Mm. Talagang, it's a drug eh. And, and I, I mean, I do, I love social media. Pero kasi ang problem is, parang isang, ilang beses na ako napaaway kasi mga tao, social media, social media, social media, social media, ganyan. But dude, social media is not a problem. This has been the issue. Sabi ko, nalaman ko yung term na keeping up the, with the Jonases. It's a baby boomer ter- term na parang, di ba, you keep up with yeah, your neighbors, yeah. ganyan. Yeah, it's been there ever since. Mm. And um, social media, I think, is a magnification glass. Mm. And it magnifies what's there. It just so happens and daming insecurity in the world. Right. And we, I think people say that to feel better about themselves, which is kind of sad. Mm. Yeah. Na, di dapat eh. ah, so just, I mean, it's not definitive, but those are just my obser- personal observations on like what's happening. And that's why the best sobrang daling mag-cancel culture. Oh, ganyan. yeah. Eh, uh, dude. <laughs> we have so many problems in the world. That is a whole topic in itself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's a tool. Eh. Social media is a tool. Yeah. A good yeah. metaphor that I've heard about this is is that it's like a hammer, right? You, you can use a hammer to build a beautiful a beautiful closet. You can use a hammer to to build furniture. You can use a hammer to build a table, a chair, something that will be useful, something that will be um, valuable, beautiful for others to use. But you can use the same hammer to be destructive. You can use the same hammer to destroy the very chair that you built. Social media is like a tool. It is a tool. It depends how you use it, really. <laughs> and uh, and what what I don't personally, what I don't like about that kind of perspective is that I think it leads to a whole lot of blame shifting. That it's always somebody else's fault. Mm. The reason why I am in this situation is because of someone else. And here's the thing. That may very well be true, right? It could be true that part of the reason why... Sp- some people are in certain circumstances because of someone else. It may not be that their fault, right? But I think it's very rare that it's, one, is that it's utterly their fault, utterly the other person's fault. Yeah. Um, and two, it has to be two things. Two, that even though it was someone else's fault doesn't mean that you can do some, you can't do something about it. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 totally true. Ganda nun. I want to marinate over that. Mm. Yeah. Ganda. Privilege. I mean, privilege is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, at least that's that's how I see yeah. it. Because um, privilege, mm-hmm. we all have privileges. It it may not all be monetary privileges. It may not all be financial privileges. But we all have privileges. As in, I hope personally, I've I've seen people. Um, like I, I have met people, for example, who are because exactly 
because they are middle class or even below middle class. For that very reason, they know how to work hard. They know how to persevere. They know how yeah. to endure. They know how to be resilient, which is another word that social media people don't like nowadays. <laughs> Resilience. <laughs> and um, they know how to, how to go about the world. They know it better, which gives them what they need to succeed, partly if they respond in the right way. And I also know some people that because they were born financially privileged, they're spoiled. <laughs> they don't know how to... Since everything was handed to them, they yeah. don't know how to earn stuff, if, if that makes sense. Um, so, I mean, yeah. not all privileges are monetary, is, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Like, for example, um, uh, s- slavery. Right. Slavery, at least in Europe. Like, no matter how much yung, like, rebellion ng African-Americans... If wala yung white privilege to like ding o ano, may mga may mga whites that had to support na o ano, we have to treat these brothers and sisters as equals. Like the guy who wrote Amazing Grace, he was a slave trader. Mm-hmm. Then he realized, oh Lord, sorry, I I I made a mistake, and 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 used his privilege, his position in society, to fight for civil rights. Right, yeah. So um, you can use your so, privilege. So yeah. And, and so many things, like for example, um, there are people in the feast na attendees but are rich or political or may celebrity or just because of, like, I have seen it. Kaya ang hirap na parang magkaroon lang ng hatred against successful people because like, um, I've, I because of this platform, I have seen so many successful privileged people who are actually really good mm. and and mostly abused naman so uh, I, I guess where i think for those who are listening where mon and i are going life is not black and white talaga ang daming gray areas that seems na, to be a recurring theme and doon papasok yung yeah yung values mo doon papasok and i think discernment and prudence that's true that's true about slavery, that's interesting because the gospel also has something to say about that. Um, just, just to share, um, I've been thinking about having an episode as well that talks about slavery because you know how people say that the Bible is ancient, it's old, it's outdated and about how slavery is, uh, is something that is permitted in the Bible that God teaches the people how to handle their slaves. God doesn't necessarily say not to have slaves and if the Bible was so good, then... Why? <laughs> Why that? Uh, that's something that I've been pondering on as well. I've been um, researching about, and, and there's there's a very beautiful uh, progression that happens in scripture. Um, I think the thing is, slavery happens everywhere. It used to happen everywhere. It was universal, right? Even in the Philippines, we used to have these things called aliping namamahay, aliping sagigilid. I mean, we all, we had that as well. It's not like we're above others. Um, but I do believe that it was part of the people who were influenced by the gospel, the, the early Christians. Paul, specifically, um, he was one of those. That part of the growing movement during that time um, was what eventually paved the way to eradicate slavery. It took a while. It took, it took years, hundreds of years. But that was part of what paved the way. Maybe we could get to that on another on another episode. But uh, 
uh, I guess what I'm saying is uh, I agree with your point with what you were saying that if you are in a position of privilege, that actually means that you are in a position where you are able to give because you have something yes. that maybe others don't. Um, that That's a position of privilege and is, a, is an opportunity for charity. Yeah. Ganda. Uh, uh, ganda. Like, for example, I was crying to my wife uh, last year and I'm I'm sure Mon will be doing a lot of this. Crying to my wife. To Katya. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I was just like, you know, really stressed out with, you know, finances, a lot of pro- problems at work, etc. And, and, and as a Christian, hindi mo kayang tiisin na hindi maging generous eh. Mm. Di ba? So, I was really like, Lord, ang dami na namin binibigay. Parang ganun. dami na namin binibigyan. But during my quiet moment, parang I heard a question in my heart na, would you rather be the giver or yung taker? Ikaw yung, ikaw yung magiging employer or employee. Yung ganun. So, ano, Lord, you gave me this privilege to give, then I'll give. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if if uh, <laughs> for for those who are listening, um, you may not see this, but on as a frame, see gray right now. Hello. <laughs> All right, see it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Generosity is really a part of it. Generosity is really an essential part of being a Jesus follower, and I agree that you know taking part in the corporate world. Um, Oftentimes, because when we think about spirituality, we think about detaching ourselves, and that that is yeah. true, right? To a certain extent, you have to be detached. You can't be attached to the things of this world. But at the same time, I think we misinterpret that um, to mean that we're just gonna not gonna associate with anybody else because we're detached from quote unquote detached yeah. from this world. But I think that for us to be effective Christians, we have to be immersed. Um, we have to be detached in the sense of that's not what we serve, right? Um, our money is not what we serve. Our, our status, our fame, our whatever it may be, our position in the company, it's, that's not what we serve. We serve God. And all of those things, our position, our, our, our resources, that then comes in the service of God. And I do think, I agree. I do think that we need more um, business people who are like that. We need more... Um, speakers who are like that we need more employees who are like that we yeah. need more yeah or maybe like yeah diba parang ikaw um, I think it depends on where um, God has put you at this moment it's just what happened like I am at my age now on entrepreneur but I wasn't like this ever, ever since like diba so like um like for you, Mon, I've seen you like lead, and as a leader, you're you're very kind, you're very generous. That's also being Jesus. That's using your privilege as a leader mm. to ex to to create a better culture, to empower people. Because that eh, di ba may culture na para kasi no leader boss yeah, siya. Yeah. Hindi. Eh. We 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 now use our privilege to serve others, mm. to serve those who can't 
can't repay us or to empower those who are broken. So, parang, I guess, siguro lang yung, this is just my assumption. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong or let me know what your thoughts are. Also, I think because I think people make reclamo because they're so impatient that they want it now that oh 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 because I haven't figured it out yet but dude you know we're I'm st- I'm I'm 33 and I'm still figuring it out. Oh yeah. So I think a lot of people are in a hurry and a lot of people are so in love with comparison and just that so self-hatred just creeps in. <laughs> That's true. That's true. As as we as we draw this um, episode to a close, maybe we could speak to that. Um, these things that we've been talking about about um, you know the importance of being immersed, um, the, the the all of these perspectives about privilege, about charity, about helping one another out. What what would you say? To the average, say, new, newly grad, who are who is maybe um, struggling in that way, struggling to f- find the first job, or if they're already employed, maybe they're they don't know how to go about it. Now, what would you, how 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 would you encourage them? Say with all of these things in mind. Yeah, you as both. A business person and as a feast builder, I think that that gives you a, a sort of a unique. <laughs> it's it's not such a uh, common place to be in, having yeah. those two. Uh, I think uh, uh, whatever your role is in life, whether you're an entrepreneur, uh, executive, salesman, preacher, whatever. I think we have to immerse ourselves in the truth, in our, ourselves in the truth, that we are primarily first a child of God, right? And as a child of God, I always just say this to myself: My heavenly Father paid for it already. Mm. My God paid for whatever I need, what I'm praying for. He paid for it, and 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 there's all I do is show up. Mm. Seriously, I just I just show up. Yung sipag is just do what needs to be done, but then also that that dance where God is God, and you respond to His immeasurable grace. That is the beautiful dance of understanding life, and I'm still figuring it out. Mm. Um. So with that being said, if you're really struggling or, or, or you're kind of lost or you just have so many questions, I really think God can take the hard questions. But you really, parang, I think, don't be afraid to like, Lord, I hate you because, don't don't be afraid of saying that. Na, Lord, I, I'm angry at you because I'm poor. Lord, I'm angry because, you know, everyone's being promoted except me. Th- this Pour your heart out to God. Mm. And in that pouring out, let God break your heart. And then He will lead you to where you need to be led. It will be painful, I promise you. There will be pruning. There will be a lot of things that will be removed. 
but not because God wants to hurt you. But when you were formed in your mother's womb, God already knew you and already had a plan for you. And when you receive that pruning as you surrender your life to God, it's all about God returning you to your original design and his, your, his original purpose for your life. And where you're living that original purpose, I promise you, you're going to be living in abundance and you're just going to have a life that is so wonderful, leaps and bounds better than the suffering you're receiving now. But you have to endure what you have to endure. Right. Yeah, that's beautifully said. I think that's a good place to end our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, KJ Paul. Amen. Why don't you tell our listeners Thanks, um, what you what's up, right? Uh, you could tell them about your podcast, the things that you're doing. How can they connect with you if it's the first time that they're they're listening to you, they're encountering you? How can they learn more about what you do? And uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm part of the feast. Uh, just feast Green Hills or feast Ortigas, and yeah, um, we have a podcast called The Narrow Door. And I do podcasts. I, I do is between me and my wife. So what we do is we just help singles learn the God in God's Maraming way. God's way. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Our friend of my ours, our common friend, has been messaging me the whole day about his Lendian problem. So so yon. Um, let's just, just join us there, and you know, just just search for me, and I'll be there if you need any help love to help you out and yeah I, I have a logistics business and yeah i have books all of these things so just you know just search the name j paul hernandez j-p-a-u-l hernandez and you'll see me there right i'll also add those links in the show notes for for you to see thanks kj paul this was really good it was a really good conversation and i do think that um i think there's as in there's so much more there um maybe for another time I mean, <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I'd, yeah I'd love to be back yeah thanks kj paul and thank you listener thank you listener for being here for tuning in i hope this was valuable for you i hope this was helpful for you and we'll see you guys next time bye